Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the world-famous Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. You already know the crew. I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and of course the closer, Chris Ventra. Coming up on the program today, we get you the recap of the AFC and NFC Championship games, the great games that they were. Look ahead to Super Bowl Sunday, a little less than uh, two weeks from now. We can start it on that, and today... We debut our top 100 fantasy football players of 2018-2019. King Scott Engel will come on a little bit later on in the program, and we will go over that with him. Ventra, what's good with you, my man? Happy MLK Day. Yes, happy MLK Day. Shout out. Crazy games last night. Yeah. Crazy games. Um, I'm a little shocked. Why? What are you shocked about? <sighs> the Chiefs. The really? Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs, I mean, like the first half of them getting shut down cost them the whole game. And then I think it was a lot. Oh, it didn't. I think Mahomes in that first half, I'm going to say the cold affected him because he was missing wide open guys, man. He was missing wide open guys, Jim. All right. Well, well, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, how are you? Go ahead and rebut Chris Ventra. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, Happy Monday. And yeah, hey, look, we can't ask for more than two overtime games. We really can't. I mean, great games. Yeah. Great games, but you know you can put all the blame you want anywhere you want in Kansas City, but it really rests on one guy's shoulders. And I'm sorry, Mr. Ford, Reed? those are your shoulders. Oh. D. Ford, uh, you know if he doesn't line up offsides there, they get the interception. The game is over. Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, and I mean it wasn't even close. This guy had half of his arm over the line of scrimmage. Yeah. How can you be so stupid? And see, that's the thing about it is right there. Now listen, the nobody, moon. nobody here is a New England Patriot fan, obviously, much like uh, us, much like most of the country, much like most of the goon squad. Sick and tired to see the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. But the bottom line is the AFC can't hang with the New England Patriots. They haven't been to in almost two decades now. And that's what the truth of the matter is. The NFC teams can seem to beat them in a one-shot deal. The AFC really has no shot. Playing against them, coaching against shot, them. Though. Yeah, they had a they shot. Came back. They, they, they came back. They beat them outside of one guy lining up offside. They beat them. Yeah, no doubt. But here's the thing. When you playing the New England Patriots in a high-state contest like the AFC Championship game, Jim, you have to play mistake-free football. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nothing about the referees. I don't want to hear nothing about bone calls. I don't want nothing about the roughing the passer. It happens year after year after year. Yes, there is things that you can point to on both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, in order to beat this football team, you have to execute perfectly. Yeah, And I agree with that. I mean, you're not only going against the Patriots, you're going against the Patriots and the refs. So you have to be perfect. There's no doubt about it. Look, we, 
we can speculate all we want, but the, the fact of the matter is the Patriots get extra calls. They just do. Jim, they, give me an every, example. No, no, wait, give me an example, Jim. I, I'm not going to let you say that. The one you just said, the roughing the passer. All right, that, that could happen to any team. I'm not saying it doesn't, but you can't sit there and tell me that they don't get you know, plays called their way. I'm sorry. They just do, Corey. There's, it, see, too many years, too many games. We've seen it too often. They do. So, But that's okay because you know that going in. So you're right. They have to play mistake-free football. And, you know, even though they didn't in that first half, like Chris was talking about how they came out, they looked rugged. They didn't seem to have Flat, any kind yeah. of feel for the game. And, you know, the, the Patriots defense was all over Mahomes, didn't give him any time at all to, to reach out and try to even make any plays and, you know, all of that stuff. But even with that all being said, the fact that the, the Patriots ran twice as many offensive plays as the Chiefs is another big one. They ran over 90 plays. Chiefs ran just over 40. Um, you know, that's a big part of it as well. And that's all part of the game plan. But, you know, when when all of that is said and done, the Chiefs did what they had to do in the second half to get themselves back in the game. They right. put themselves in a position to win the game. And then one guy screwed it all up. All the rest of it goes by the wayside. He he lines up onside, which is the normal, most normal thing in the world to do as a alignment either side, um, and they win that game. Uh, I, I'm not going to put it all on him, though. I mean, that's a mistake. Well, I, I am. I, that, it's a mistake, but that that mistake cost them the game. It did, but you know, there's also Mahomes had Damian Williams wide open for a touchdown. And he missed it. I, I'm not saying there weren't other things that came into play. All I'm saying is, you know, no matter what went before it, they got to a point where if he doesn't line up offside, they win the game. You see, my thing is, so much of what we've heard about today has been the referees, the referees, the referees. Mm -hmm. And I think that the NFL got with the referees before these games and was like, we don't want you guys to be the story on Monday morning. Let them play. In the first game with the Chief, with the Rams and the Saints, they let them play the whole game. Now, when you're trying to catch a football and somebody hits you over the head with a two-by-four and does a leg drop on you, that's not letting them play. You know what I'm saying? That's a little bit taking it too far. Oh, yeah. But the narrative, Jim, you see, eventually, you see it in all sports. When we get to June... It's going to be some sap in Utah. Old referees hate us. They're rooting for Oklahoma City. Major League Baseball in October. Oh, look at the balls and strike calls. They don't want to see They want to see the Yankees and the Red Sox. They don't want to see the Kansas City uh, uh, Royals make the playoffs. The same thing. This narrative about the referee venture, I think it's all and I think it's played out. It happens. You lost. Here's the thing, though. Other sports, you know, obviously refs make mistakes. The refs do matter. They could, you know factor in the outcome of the game but in football it's the most prominent like well, the refs are glaring holes See, glaring I, I, holes i don't believe that to be the truth football because you, you could change the game in one play in you football can, as a ref you can now, in all sports in one play i gotta i gotta jump into this though the one thing i will say is i'm with Corey on this one i like the fact that the refs came into these games saying we're let gonna play, let them yeah. play. Yeah. that's good i'm down and, with and that i love yeah. that I love you know, that. that. That's a big part. I, I, you know, it's so much better than them calling a penalty on every freaking play. Agreed. Stopping Agreed. the game. I, I hate that. So I like the fact that they were going to let him play. You got to make the calls um, when the calls happen. Yeah, especially when you got a ref five feet away. Right. <laughs> like you know, how do you not call that one? Uh, I, I mean, like Corey said, this guy came out. You know, I, he could have stuck him forty times, and nobody would call. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, you know, it's just I, I don't, I don't. 
I get it, and I like the fact that they were saying let him play, but you got to call the big ones. I mean, no earlier doubt. in that game, there was a huge helmet helmet tackle uh, by one of the Rams, and they never called it right in front of a ref. Yeah, you know, helmet helmet. That's that's what they've been you know saying all year, and, and I get it. You know, if it's close, okay, we'll let it go. But I mean, right on helmet helmet. He even pushed his head up right into his head. And they don't call it. And, you know, that's the part that bothers me is when they're not calling the ones right, right in front of them that are blatantly obvious. Now, I'll cut them a little slack because it's very difficult with these type of games where the games are so close, they mean so much. These are very these are evenly matched games. teams. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They're veteran officials, veteran referees, Ventra. But let's not act like this doesn't happen. It's not... They're not cheating your team, put it like that. Like, they didn't, the referees didn't say, you know what? We're going to put the Patriots in the playoffs by missing calls. Right. We're going to put. Uh, do we the, know that for sure? That's a Jim, thing. That sounds like speculation on Jim, your part. Jim, come on now. You, you, Jim, you've been watching sounds sports. Sounds like speculation Jim, you've been on sports, your part. You've been watching sports for a long time, Jim. The referees are not colluding against one particular team, franchise, or city. No, you know, you say that nice and easy, but how do you know that? Yeah. Uh, you know, there might be some <laughs> underground. I, I'm sorry, but. You know, it, it, there's a lot of people out there that think the the NFL itself it's is fixed. pushing the league to be another modern wrestling league, to give the fans what they want, but ultimately to control the end-all, be-all. And You know, I, I mean, look, you know me, I love conspiracy theories as much as the next guy, and I don't think that's really what's happening here, but we don't know. Yeah, like you don't know who's like behind closed doors. Who's saying, listen, behind, the NFL wants it this way. Make sure you push it in that way. Behind, in that behind closed doors in the NFL, it was let them play. Let them handle it on the field. That's it. That's the only thing I think was given. That's the only edict. Maybe. I think in other sports you may say, hey, you know what? You know, we'll get a big TV rating if we got uh, Lakers and Celtics. You know, some of that money will trickle down. Okay, you may see stuff like that you know, on, on, a, on a referee conference call or something like that. Mm-hmm. But to say that the NFL is rigged or fixed because your team on your side didn't win is ludicrous. It makes no sense. They're not my team or my side, and I'm still None of them are mine, yeah. I, 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 well, can't, I, I can't see it. Let's get back right quick, though. Uh, Andy Reid, Jim, first half a little bit slow. Second half, they come out guns blazing. Did a good job. I can't blame Andy Reid for this loss. Yeah, I'm with you, but that's going to be a lot of the next narrative. Andy Reid can't win the big game, and, you know, factually, that's true. He hasn't won the big game yet, mm-hmm. but there, there's nothing I could put on his plate you know, that makes it him the you know the loser in this game. You know, he, his, his he, cl- did all of, he did everything he needed to do at halftime to get his team right, and they came out in the second half and played right. I mean, right down the field with the first, well, you know, set of downs, and, you know, they, they, they got their heads together after that intermission and you know that's all you could ask from a good coach you know get get them on the right track point them in the right direction and let them go do it and they did they just you know didn't come out the way they needed they didn't get the big stop in overtime that they needed to get but overall yeah he did well but like i, I think there was some iffy clock management decisions made uh by andy reed that weren't very good like what uh in the fourth quarter like he should have killed more clock towards the end there not give him a chance to get the ball back he could have did that. Yeah, but at the, but at the same time, you, you need to get that score. You need that score. So you can't really tell a guy, okay, well, don't score right away. You know, this is the Patriots. You, if you got a chance to score, you got to score and, you know, clock be damned. I don't know. I, there was a couple of things that I didn't really like. But, you know, once again, great game. He Overall, he did well. 
two great, well-coached teams. But on the other side, too, NFC, both well-coached. Where do the Chiefs go from here? How do the Chiefs make the next step, Ventura? I mean... Your boy Sammy Watkins came up pretty good. He came up big. So, yeah. He made some big catches. Uh, he and, and he was he playing tough. He won me a lot of money. Good going, yeah. Sam. He made I'm one now on catch. the Sammy bandwagon. There you go. Yeah, Jim you got to be on the Jim, Watkins bandwagon. Jim is a fan now. <laughs> yeah. Next year, Jim going to be like, you know what? Sammy Watkins going to score two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fought for the ball. He, you know, he had a lot of guys draping over him, and he made some nice catches. I mean, and he got extra yards. He he played tough, and he he went for those extra yards. He went for that touchdown. He just got tripped off up before he got there. Like, he had a great game, obviously. I, I think they keep things similar. They just got to work on their D now. I think the offense is set. Okay. Set. I don't even care who the running back is, to be honest with you. Any running back is going to do it. But Damian Williams looked real good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not on the ground as much, but through the air, he was making plays. Um, but you keep the same in defense. You got to get guys on the line because obviously pressure was an issue. Some more linebackers and maybe a cornerback. You need, you, you need to go all defense at this point. And you can't, you know, obviously Andy Reid earned himself to at least coach Pat oh, Andy, Andy for Reed, at least a couple, Andy two, Reed, three Andy, more years. Andy Reid Andy Reed to be there until yeah. he decides to leave, I exactly. think, is what the case may be. Jim, Mahomes can't put together another season like, 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 like uh, this past one. He can't do that again in 2019, Jim. Why not? Because he can't. It does, that's not how the NFL works. Somebody will get a book. They'll catch on to the game and stuff like that. We've seen hot shots. We've seen flashes before. He's not going to come back next year and throw 50 touchdowns. He is going to be a very good quarterback next season, but he's not going to have season after season like the one he had this year. It's impossible. Well, look, you know, everybody's calling for a regression. You're right. 50 touchdowns only been done twice before. So more than likely he doesn't hit that number again. More than likely he doesn't hit the 5,000 yards again. Granted. But even if he has a 20% reduction in both next year, that's 20%, one-fifth. He's still throwing 40 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. You know what? That still makes him the number one quarterback in the league. 844-843-6879. You want to get involved on the conversation. You want to complain about the referees. Anything you want to talk about, we got you covered right here. Fantasy Football Friends, the FNTSY. The Knicks are down 20 already. The game just started. <laughs> what the hell is going on with the Knicks? Oh so you, you know, you know the one the one thing I love about all of this is now Tom Brady has will have more Super Bowl appearance appearances than thirty one other teams. That's crazy. That's wild. The goat conversation <laughs> is real. The goat conversation is legit. Yeah. I think the goat conversation oh, yeah, is close. Wait, wait, wait. How, how can you say yeah, Chris? No, no. Hey, come he, on. He's you, the you goat at quarterback. You don't like him. Whether you I don't hate like this him. team, whatever, whether you don't like him, whatever, man, you got to give Belichick and Brady yeah. the respect they deserve. They have been the best and probably will be the best sports franchise in our lifetime. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Belichick is definitely the GOAT at, a coach, as a coach, and uh, Brady is probably the GOAT at, at quarterback. I mean, you know, you got Peyton, you got Breeze and stuff, but, like, he has the rings. And the rings, are, you know, five rings are – a ridiculous amount, so he, it's hard to compete with that. You know, all what right, I mean? so now here's the thing: now are they in the category to be like in the conversation for the go to goats? Are they on? Is the greatest Brady, football player ever? Nah, he's already no. greatest football player ever. I don't think so. Is Tom Brady in the Michael Jordan category now? Is Bill Belichick in the Phil Jackson? The, the Phil Jackson with the Bulls, not the Phil Jackson that was at Madison Square Garden. Is Jim? Is Brady? In the Michael Jordan goat or goats category, 
I think he is. I mean, he's had a total domination of this league. And look, I, I get the fact that everybody expects him to win their division because the other three teams in their division. I get it. But he still has to go through other really good teams in the, the playoffs Bowl, yeah. to get to that Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And he's now going to have more Super Bowl appearances than every other team in the league. Yes, he is among the goat of all goats. He's the he's in the you don't even think he's the goat football player. No. Who's the best football player? Because I think the GOAT football player should be a guy that at his position just blows everyone out so bad that it's not even close. Whereas Brady doing. doesn't have the best stats as a quarterback of he all time. He got the rings, though. He got the rings. He don't have the best stats. Peyton he wins has every the best big, stats. Almost every big yeah, game Pey he gets to. Peyton Manning is not in the GOAT-to-GOAT conversation. Peyton Manning LT, is not in the LT, to me, is the GOAT of GOATs because he won an MVP as a defensive player. He is a guy that no one compared to and no one still compares to. You know what I mean? I'm There's a no one Lawrence, close I'm a big LT. Lawrence Taylor guy, too, but Tom Brady is way ahead of Lawrence Taylor. But it's way a different position. I get it, because yeah. it's a quarterback. It's more prominent. It, it controls the game more. But LT controlled the game on defense. The Joe so. Montana thing is over. The Peyton yeah. Manning thing is over. It, it's Brady. It's, it's Tom Brady. Brady. It's Brady. Tom Brady. Our quarterback, yeah, yeah. The LT thing, the Jerry Rice thing, it's over. It's Tom Brady. The next up for Tom Brady is Michael Jordan. Can he get to Super Bowl Sunday? We'll see. When we come back on the other side, talk to undress the NFC Championship game and your telephone calls, 844-843-6879. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Yeah, yeah, pimping. big pimping, pimping on MLK Day, right here, Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. Fighting with my favorite guys, the homies, those of Chris Ventra, Fancy Taz, Jim Day, 
Um, oh, it was some housekeeping I wanted to do. Right, Jim, I know you got some housekeeping you wanted to get into. Do your well, thing, Jim, well, and I might remember what I wanted to talk to before. Uh, okay, before, that. before I get into that, though, did you guys see that tweet that uh, Drew Brees sent out after his game? I mean, talk about classy. This guy's just got it all. Uh, you know, just just lost his chance to go to his second Super Bowl, and he still has the you know the wherewithal to come out and say, "If you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, <laughs> head on over to Bet DSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV." Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match. I mean, that, that guy is just so classy. He is a classy guy, Jim. Uh, Jim, you got an update on the playoff league? I do have an update on the playoff leagues. Um, and and we won't even start at League 3. That's just decimating everybody else. Let's start at League 1. Uh, Bayou is in the lead at 398.12 points. Uh, at Thomas, 107.1035, whatever all that means, is in second at 394.92. And just on the outside is Jurassic Forest at 387.80, fighting back. And then League Two, Steve L., he's in the lead with 414.02 points. Miley R. has 413.60. The closer is in third in that league at 411, but he doesn't count. So in third in that that league (laughs) officially is Triple X at 406.28. League Three, Logan F. is just crushing it, 451.94 points. Overall, number one by far. Uh, John Ruck- Rucker's Bulge is in second at oh, 423. <laughs> <laughs> and then Peter Roll is in third at 419. Right now, Peter Roll is in that ninth spot. You guys are going to have to unseat him by ne- by the Super Bowl. Uh, League four, we got Squeaky Voices is in the lead at 412.28. Dizzle to the Hizzy is in second at 411.28. And Parker third is br- bringing up Parker W is bringing up third at 402. Point three eight. So uh, right now, you know, you got one more game, guys. You got to get that good lineup in for the Super Bowl and maybe take it to the house. All right, so here we go right there. Uh, anybody uh, anybody do the UFC on Saturday night? Anybody watch that? Nope. Not Jim? Nope. Anybody watch Adrian Brown and Manny Pacquiao Saturday night? Good. All right, good. Um, did you? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I saw that. I had Where'd to, you I, go? I, I went over to the homie's crib and watched that clown Adrian Brown. He paid Broner. for it? I had the... I had the, I had the um, Pirated fire, fire stick. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, that's man. how we do it in Harlem. My man was like, "You son, I got the fire stick shot." And I fire was stick. like, "Yeah, jail broke that shit, son. Jail broke that joint, son." <laughs> <laughs> Enter your language, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, you know what I found interesting last week? Well, last year, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not picking on any specific teams. After every Eagle event, partying in the, in the clubhouse, the Saints locker room after their victories was lit. They was partying. The Rams yesterday was lit. They was partying. The Patriots, it was in that joint taking taking pictures, taking selfies. No music playing, no nothing, son. It's, it was like 
we expect to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it was so businesslike with the Patriots, and I can't stand the New England Patriots. I can't. But stand you got to respect. Like they, everybody else, locker room. They got the lights off. It's going down. But they Leave should be doing the mall. that. We should it's be going down. Hey, hey, hey! You the wouldn't Patriots, be doing that. The, I would. Yeah. The Patriots locker room. Oh, congratulations! Business. Congratulations! Business, yeah. yeah, believe me, they'll do it later. Corn. But you, know, you, you <laughs> want to talk professional? How, how about uh, Brady dropping the f bomb? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brady at the end of the game <laughs> seems so shocked by it. Like you know, like he's never been there before. He's never won a crazy game before. Did you see him at the end? Yeah, I think, I he, think had he was some a little old from Giselle. Yeah. That like kind of pissed me off. I'm starting to not not like Brady more and more. I don't know. <laughs> You've never liked Brady. I never liked him. Yeah, I never liked him, but I didn't hate him because you know we're, the, we're Giant fans. We beat him twice, so I don't care. But I'm starting to like him a little less and less. It's become too much of an actor for me. Todd Gurley, uh, Sony Michelle, two Georgia Bulldog running backs in the national championship. I saw I'm in the national championship. Jesus, <laughs> in, in the Super Bowl. Will Nick Chubb ever go to the Super Bowl? With the Browns? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The Browns are going to the Super Bowl 2021. You say yes. Nick Chubb will play in the Super Bowl as a member of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter last night. That people were like, yo, Chubb will be in the Super Bowl. The, the, the Browns are on the upswing. Yeah, absolutely. Jim said, oh, yeah. Like, Jim was. Oh, heck, yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to be in the playoffs next, next year. I think year, they're yeah. going to run that division. Yeah, they'll win that division probably. Yo, listen, yo, I, I, you know, y'all do understand that's the Cleveland Browns, right? They're much better. This is a different Cleveland Browns. But Seriously. they don't have you anymore. Oh, you Jackson. Oh, I'm about to say, what do you mean? I, got nothing, to, I don't have nothing to do with this. <laughs> they were worse. They were just as bad before him for years. So, I mean, this yeah, is that's finally okay. it's a, we, we got a new sheriff in town. Mm-hmm. Baker. Shorty's wild. Shorty <laughs> just texts me. You make us any money from the playoffs? Oh, make us any money? Hey, who's us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what are you talking about? Tell her she's got to get there. Tell her she's got to get in line. I'm still waiting for my cut. There yeah. you go, right there. I got to hit Jim on first. I got two kids. Oh, my, let me text her back. Who is us? <laughs> Who is us referring to? Dot. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um. Dot. <laughs> <laughs> So, do we want to start? Let, let, where, where do we start at with um with Saints Rams? I feel like the bad play, call. The, the bad call at the end of it is obviously the, the the whole story of it. I want to give a shout out to Dante Fowler. Shout out to the Rams organization. They made that trade. That was a hell of a play in overtime to get in Drew Brees' face, mm-hmm. get him to throw that ball up in the air, get that interception. Shout out to Greg the Leg. With the money on yeah, the table. Yeah. With the money on the table. 57-yard and the 48-yard to the tie the game. Yeah. That's clutch that right there. That kicker pays off right there just for that one That's kick. it, son. Right That's there. It. He pays off. That's not, it. But not only that, the 57-yard, it looked like it would have been good for 70. I know. And he's playing in a dome, which is where he wants to play, where he wants to be. You know, Saints are in a dome. So are the Rams. So it's easy money for him. He's used to it. You know what I'm saying? Game starts out, New Orleans jumps ahead early, and I was like, uh-oh, Rams don't want to play from behind. Jared Goff looked like his eye, he looked like a deer in headlights, happy feet in the pocket, mm. wasn't running the football the way they normally do. Oh, Gurley Gurley beat nothing. up. Gurley's going to have a surgery in the offseason. Something's wrong, I guarantee right? you. Something's up with Ty Gurley. Settle the ship, rein it back in, Goff and McVay get rolling, and Jim the Saints – for the last six weeks, have looked pedestrian. 
They sure have. Uh, you know, that, that high-flying offense definitely seemed to be grounded down the, the stretch run. And, you know, even in the playoffs, they just weren't the same. I mean, uh, sure, two touchdowns, fine, but just not what we expected. And, and, you know, Michael Thomas really got curtailed. They did a great job yes. there. Um, you know, even when they did have to leave on him, they always seemed to have somebody else nearby to help out. And, you know, that's what you got to do. And, you know, the bad part is that they – they really didn't scheme more to try and get him open, which was, I was surprised for. You know, get him in motion, move him around on, on the, the spread out offense, things like that, find ways to get him the ball. And they really – it didn't really seem Kamara. like they were trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything was was a bust Short. out to Kamara. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Um, you know, and again, I'm going to say this again, but God damn it, stop taking the ball out of Drew Brees' hands and giving it to Taysom Hill. Just stop it. If you want to throw him touchdown passes, go right ahead. But do it from Drew Brees. Stop putting the kid in, taking Drew Brees out of the play. It's the stupidest thing in the freaking sport, and I hate it. But it ended up being Brees who cost him the game in the long in Well, the here's end. the thing. You know what cost him the game? I don't care. You know, you know what <laughs> yeah, cost no, him the know, game, Ventura? Not scoring touchdowns in the red zone early yeah, in the game. A lot of field goals you early. You gotta in the score. Game. When you're playing, especially a team like the Rams that can get hot, you have to. Any, let me it was almost like they were matching each other. You they were just playing to, to match each other. score touchdowns in these games. You cannot get in the red zone and constantly kick field goals. Yeah. Because the team on the other side is good, too. Yeah. No, they kept. it almost seemed like every time they kept driving, they were just constantly just trying to match each other, just trying to tie the game or, or whatever, you know, take a, a three-point lead. Everything was like that. It was a little too conservative for me, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, there were definitely a couple of times, either on fourth down, that he should have went for it and didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and just not usually what you expect out of him. Usually he, he's, you know, one of those guys that loves to Guns go for blazing, stuff. yeah. And, and he just didn't do it. It, it I, Yeah, I don't know what to say. And, you know, we talked about Gurley for a half second, but I, I want to get back into that. We don't know if it's health. We just don't. I, I mean. Jim, he, what could it be? I, he's the best well, one. I, okay, well, give me a second. I'm sorry, get Jim. My thought out. He is the best. <laughs> Look, I, I get all that. But, you know, there, there's talk now about he was beating himself up over those two early uh drops the one that led to the interception and the other one that would have easily gotten him the first down you know deep into their territory which would have been a a big play and he drops that one right in his hands both of them right in his hands and from what there a lot of people are starting to say now is that he was really beating himself up over that so you know again it could come down to confidence if he was beating himself up over that and he just you know was sitting there berating himself from doing such stupid things, then how do you put him back in the game if he's doing that to himself? If he doesn't get himself corrected in his own head, you can't put him back in the field. Mm-hmm. Understood. I, I can dig that. Jim makes a good point with mm-hmm. that one right there. Um, fourth and goal, they tie the game up instead of going for the lead. Yeah. A lot of people, if the Rams would have lost that game, that would have been a hot topic today. Me and Gabe debated it during the, uh, the, 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 the uh, fantasy football live show. I thought kicking the field goal was the right thing to do there. A lot of people said, no, you're supposed to score the touchdown. Listen, it ended up not causing them venture. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that at that point in the game? Tie the game up with the field goal on the road or go for the, win- or go for the touchdown on the road and make Drew Brees get to come down field and score? I mean, I, I, it's hard because you don't want to make the mistake of going for it and then not getting it. Now you're down. Now you're in a big hole, and they could you could get bashed as a coach for, for doing that. So you want to play it safe in such a big game and tie the game up. You do. 
I, I think they, I think it's the right call there. Earlier in the game, they I feel like they were just very conservative and just a ton of field goals, you know, trying to match each other. But you don't have to do that early in the game. Late in the game, it's hard because you don't have much time left. So you got to tie the game. I think it's the right call. What do you think? You what what do you think about that? That that that, that McVeigh tie the game instead of going for it on fourth and one down on the goal line. Well, look, it, it really comes goal, down to me. It really comes down to whether or not you feel your defense can hold them on the way back. Um, if you really think that you can kick the ball off, get a stop, get the ball back, and try and do it again, then you know kicking the the field goal is a smart play there. Um, you know, but you're going against Drew Brees. If it's me. You know, all the numbers point to, you know, fourth and one at the goal line. You got to go for it. Uh, and if it's me, I'm probably going to go for it. You know, you got to show your team that you you have the, the confidence in them that they can get this done as well. Uh, you know, especially if they do do it, what what it means to the team as a whole, uh, especially going forward into the Super Bowl. So if it's me, I probably go for it there. But I, I mean, you could definitely make a case either way. Mm-hmm. So everybody points to. Oh, that was to take the lead, yes. The non-call on the pass interference. Everybody's pointing to that right there. Here's my deal with that. Nobody's, I haven't heard nobody mention this. And like I said, McVay would have got killed today if the Rams lost that game. Sean Payton lost that game, and he kind of got let off the hook. Because mm-hmm. after they make the big completion down the field to Brandon Cooks, run the clock out. Instead, they threw that pass on first down, that incomplete pass on first down, Jim. That right there, nobody's talking about it. That was a bad play call from Sean Payton. Yeah, I agree. Stop the clock there was, uh, you know, not a smart deal. At the same time, he was trying to catch them, you know, expecting the run. Off guard, yeah. So he could make a big play and, you know, really take the game away at that point. So Yeah, but Atlanta did the same thing in their Super Bowl and it didn't work. Well, that doesn't mean you know? just because it didn't work for Atlanta, it wouldn't work for them. I mean, it didn't work, and I, you know, I get that. But I also, you know, we're talking about them being conservative. This was one time where they didn't, and it just backfired. And now you're roasting them over the fire for it. Well, I mean, I'm not roasting them over the fire for it. Well, I, just I wasn't think it's talking like, to you. I was talking yeah, to the other oh, guy with the funny oh, hat. Are you roasting them for it? I'm not roasting them for it. I'm saying they let them off the hook for it. Everybody's talking about that pass and that non-calling that pass interference. I mean, that non-call. Truth of the matter is, without that, we don't have to worry about that if, if they if they run the football there. They should be running the football. You're right. You got to play it safe, there, especially when you're in total control of the game. It's first down. You could get a fir- another first down right there and also kill clock. But do do you guys realize how hypocritical you're both being? You're sitting there saying, "Oh, they were too conservative. They were too conservative. Oh, you can't do that." Well, early game. in the game, there's the no reason to be conservative. Be conservative. It didn't work, and you guys are blasting them. Well, well, early in the game, there's no reason to be conservative. Early in the game, you should go out guns blazing, trying to take a, a, a big lead. I can blast them. Listen, I don't coach the Saints. I'm not tripping. I, my fan base is fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna answer questions about why my team not in the Super Bowl and we had the home the dome field advantage. See, but I told y'all. Mm-hmm. The football gods were not going to let the Saints win the Super Bowl in Atlanta. The football gods don't play that. Or the <laughs> NFL wasn't. But that pass interference call is so bad. Me, hey, Jim, the, is the football god Roger Goodell? <laughs> <laughs> he sure thinks so, doesn't he? He sure thinks so. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got a big-ass throne chair in his office. $48 million, why not? Why shouldn't he have much more than that? So that's kind of um, what we saw over the, over the weekend with the two games. 
So now we got to push ahead to almost two weeks from now. We got the NFC champion, Los Angeles Rams. Once again, the AFC champion, New England Patriots. Jim handicap it right quick for me. Well, it's going to be a big one. You know, it started out, the first line opened up at, you know, Rams minus one and a half, and it took a whole half hour to get to uh, Patriots minus one. Um, that, that's how long those guys jumped on those early lines. That, ooh, ooh, as a Patriots, you want two to now. give me points? And it's in minus two now. Yeah, right? yeah. No uh, minus two. So, look, at this point, everybody, all the people that were betting against uh, the Patriots the last two weeks because, oh, they weren't the same team. Hey, look, I was one of them bashing them. I didn't think they were that good. Uh, they hadn't played that well all year, but, of course, the big games come and they, and they step win. up and play mm-hmm. great football. So now everybody who's bet against them the last two weeks is saying, ah, damn it, I can't bet against them again. Man. Yeah, And this is why the Rams are going to win. <laughs> Interesting. Two years in a row, take out the Patriots. That'd be nice. It's the it, young- should be, it should be the Giants, the Giants. The Seahawks, the Falcons, the Eagles. Yeah, they should be on like a Falcons is a loss. They should be yeah. on like a Super Bowl losing streak right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> but just the it's Seahawks crazy. and Atlanta bailed them out. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, Atlanta bailed them out bad. Atlanta bailed them out. The Seahawks bailed them out. The Giants finished them off. The Eagles finished them off. The Philly special. Here's the deal: in order to beat the New England Patriots, don't play conservative. Yeah, score. Go for Score. it. Go for Go it. Go for it. Go for yeah, it on and you know what? Still, exactly. I, I think McVeigh will. It's the young stunner McVeigh versus the old vet Belichick. I like. I think this was set up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Fantasy football friends, the FNTSY radio. When we come back, we get into our top 100. Bring on my man, the King Scott Angle. It's the frenzy on FNTSY radio on MLK Day. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game Time Decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you. Scout Fantasy Sports. Unless you're a Patriots fan or or Brady, like, how do you root for this team? I mean, you're sick of them by now. It's like every single year in a sport where it's not supposed to be this easy to return to AFC championships, let alone Super Bowls. And we see this team here consistently. So, Can, Can we agree it's one of the reasons why you hate the Yankees? No, I, I've said this many times, and I'm sure I've said it to you. It's not. First of all, the Yankees don't get there anymore. Weekdays on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. What a shock that a referee named Cletus is an idiot. <laughs> Cletus. No offense to any Cletus is doing it right now. We don't Our boy Cleet. All the Cletuses are dead. Our boy Cleet. The same Cleet Blakeman that celebrated a touchdown with the Patriots once. Oh, Lord. He's celebrating. I, I swear to God. Is he getting a Super Bowl ring, too? Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
Hey, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. Hey, hey, hey. Jump man, jump man. Hey, Future got a new album out too. I ain't checked the joint out yet. But it's kind of like you know you will. Future make the same music over and over again, so every album is the same. You know what I'm saying? So eight four four eight four three six. Well, no, you know what? No, phone lines is closed. I'm sorry. It's all good. Where's Scott at? Do we got the king? King. Hey. Well, before we get to the king, can I can I tell you something really important? Of course you yes. can, Jim. The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head to head and three ball betting tools, PGA pro tip, subscriber chat and more. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19. That's right, GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. All right, about to get into the top 100 in fantasy football. Uh, I want to bring this king, Scott England, to help us with us. This is a feature you can find right now over on RotoExperts.com. But before we get into that, Scott, I do got a couple of things I want to talk to you about. First and first off, I start off by saying good afternoon. Scotty, what's good with you, my man? Hey, Corey. How are you? Good to see you. And uh, basically what we're going to be doing here on the I like the king hat. Oh, look at the king hat. He, he came on to join Pippin. <laughs> Fire. Every day is uh, we're going to be revealing the t- for the next two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, the top 100 fantasy players of 2018 uh after you guys talk about it, it'll be up a little later roto experts in the afternoon uh you Corey, uh you'll you'll reveal uh 91 to 100 today and you guys could talk about it just so you know how this it worked it, we it, we just didn't did do this in the vacuum you have to remember that jim and i talked about this so we want to inform the listeners this, this is just not based on the overall top 100 we originally came up with a formula with our full-time statistician and chief technical officer Sir uh, Arturo Galetti, and then uh, myself, Jim, Greg Sussman, and David Maddock did some subjective tweets. But what you have to remember here is, uh, you know, it's just not an overall top 100. What we actually did was uh, we tweaked it actually for some subjectivity. We weighed uh, weeks 13 through 16 a little bit higher because those are the most important weeks in the fantasy season. A little bit of weight of DFS and baseball, but mostly on seasonal and what uh we originally did was we did some math to estimate the average quarterback wide receiver tight end running back and flex scores for each week for rosters players against consensus rankings using typical roster construction and actual scores so to put it simply the results were based on originally consensus ranks every week uh from experts and whether the players met expectations and how they performed against the average players on your the opposing fantasy team for the upcoming weeks. They will weighed against the top players in their position every week and whether they overperformed or underperformed. So it wasn't just about ADP. It was going into every week where those guys were ranked, mm-hmm. how they were expected to perform, and whether they met those expectations, and then we subjectively tweaked it. All right, so good, good stuff. I'm glad we got that out the way, Scott. Scott, but I want to talk to you about some other things first, Scott. Number one, first, number one, 
Roto Experts in the morning. I know if you heard the radio uh, uh, this morning, you heard a, a, a new program, uh, Make It Rain with Dave Martinez and and uh, I think Justin, uh, I forgot old boy name. Uh, pardon me. <laughs> old boy. Old boy. Yeah, old boy in the 38th old round. Boy. What's his name, Bo? What's his name? <laughs> Joe Ranieri. Joe Ranieri. I said Justin Ranieri? Uh, Justin something. You didn't say the last name. Uh, whatever. Ranieri. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure he's a cool cat. Mm-hmm. He hit me up the other day, so glad to have him on the team. But, Scott, that takes the Roto Experts in the morning off the radio, moves it to podcast. Right quick, Scott. I was there, me, you, Adam, Tony, Sincata, the, the, the whole team, you know what I'm saying? Just Roto Experts in the morning, Scott, was the best fantasy sports talk show ever, hands down, without a doubt. Yeah, and it still is. It got nominated for an FSTA award, and uh, we're just going to be moving to podcasts where people can hear me every day uh, starting middle of this week on demand. There you nice. go right there. So shout out to the King. Make sure you check that out. Keep that brand going in the Roto Experts in the morning. Big mistake. Another thing, Scott, FSWA award nominations were annou- uh, finalists for awards were uh, announced last week. I came on the frenzy and did a rant about the lack of representation for FSTNY, for Roto Experts, and for DailyRoto.com. Scott, I know you're close with that organization, a lot of those guys over there, but what kind of BS is that? Uh, I I really don't have an answer for you, to be honest, Corey. I got to be face up and be honest with you. Uh, you know, all our guys entered and uh, we just we just didn't get the voting. This is the first time in FNTSY Roto Experts history that we're no- nominated for an award. But, you know, that 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 that's fine. You know, we, we know our stuff is is high quality. Uh, you know, guys have won in the past. You know, we win leagues as well as you we win awards. So that's uh, something I, I'm going to be concerned about. Good luck to everybody else that uh, was voted a finalist. Uh, you know, we've won so many awards. And, you know, now there's some room for some other people to get the spotlight a little bit. We're established and we're a dominant player in the industry. We don't we don't need the kudos. All right, let's start right quick. Let's get uh, let's run through some of these names on this top 100. Uh, well, excuse me, we're going to go from 100 to 91 in that order. One more 100. MBS. A, a, a dude that I, venture, I didn't see where this was coming from yeah. right quick because I want to talk about everybody and get everybody involved. Mm-hmm. I didn't go pick him up. You know I was a big Geronimo Allison guy, but playing number 100, MVS. I got that from the BFF. Yeah. <laughs> you want to speak on him right quick? I mean, it's hard to, to say because, you know, you know, a lot of the, these the subjective and you got this math put into it from Arturo and... It's hard to say, but draft stock has, has a part to do with it. So I think he cracks it. Draft stock, draft stock is not really part of it. It's not ADP. It's uh, where basically where guys were projected to be ranked every week. Right. So well, at the beginning of the season, take that into account. But by middle of the season, he was starting to get ranked higher. That's what I'm saying because he, he's so close to – I see someone else on this list at 97 that had a – you know, what was highly drafted, you know, early in, early in the draft – and he's so close to MVD. Meanwhile, he had a much better year than MVD. All right, right. You know quick, what I'm saying? Right, quick, Ryan. Yeah, but, MB, but MVS. MVS. You have to remember, this was against expectations. There right, were right. No expectations for MVS. That's what I mean about draft stock, though. He right, wasn't drafted. Right, so. quick, Venture yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. We saw him flash at summertime at, at the at, beginning at different points this season. He comes in at 99, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because he had, he started off hot, and a lot of people used him DFS wise and help people out. So, and then he fell off. So he disappeared and went to 99. Jim, I'm going to bring you back in here talk about players number 97 and 98, D.D. Westbrook and Allen Robinson. Well, look, and this is where the, you know, playing up to expectations comes into play. You know, D.D. Westbrook wasn't thought of as highly and, you know, produced a a little bit better uh, and, you know, was a little bit more consistent towards the the 
the second half of the season, whereas Robinson at, at 97 was much, you know, there was a lot more expected out of Robinson. Right. And there were so many games where he just fell off the cliff and only gave us single digit games. Right. That that's why he, he fell. You know, his overall numbers are higher then, than 90, where he would be at 97 if you were just doing a points list. But that, again, this is that isn't what this is. Based on expectations, he failed to meet expectations so many more times than D.D. Westbrook did, and that's why he's down this far. Right, right. Uh, you paid a lot for him. And yeah. then and then Allen Robinson, the same, basically the same thing. Like you said, you, your, your expectations he did not live up to. Scott, let me get you in here. Two running backs, 96, Elijah Maguire, 95, T.J. Yeldon. Saw more Yeldon this year than Fournette owners wanted us to. I think Maguire could be a player on the rise. Yeldon is somebody I see on a different team next year. Yeah, uh, you talk about McGuire at 96. He did come on a little bit late in the season, and that's why he was able to sneak into this uh, Roto Expert slash FNTSY Fantasy Football Top 100 of 2018. Uh, I do believe, and you can read my new article on Roto Experts, that the Jets are a great landing spot for uh, for Mark Ingram. Uh, but you know, but this is about the past year. TJ Yeldon got a few good games in, and you know, enough to make this list, but um, he wasn't totally productive consistently enough when Leonard Fournette is out. And uh, that's why you started seeking other running, seeing other running backs sort of slide into the mix. And to, when Yeldon had those first few good games, his weekly rankings, weekly projected rankings started to go high and he really didn't meet the expectations after the first few performances. Mm. Top 100 fantasy football plays of 2018. Just uh, something that we'll be doing over the course of the next couple of days as we take you up to Super Bowl Sunday in, uh, you know, cahoots with my main man, the King Scott Angle and RotoExperts.com. Number 94. Your boy. A, a, my Your guy. Boy. My guy. A dude I love. Didn't have the great season. Coming up with two back-to-back down seasons. I think injuries played a role again this year. Change offense and scheme. I do. I, I said, I think, the son, I think that the kid has Antonio Brown talent. Probably. <sighs> I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not do? going that far. I, I, I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> Two years ago, I could see it. I thought he was like A.B., Steph Diggs, Jamison Crowder. But eventually this year, Jamison Crowder, man, what a letdown. Yeah, he, he stunk to join up. I don't even know if he deserves to even be on the top 100, to be honest. Ah, but here, here's the rub, and this the is probably why he, why he is. is. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'll let you go. Okay. We wait the playoffs Scott, a little Scott, bit let me more. get this one, Scott. And this is where, look, this is where it comes. There, one of the things Scott didn't mention is that there was even a slight weight added to players that did well in the fantasy playoffs as opposed to the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. And that's where Crowder came in. The expectations by midseason for Crowder were nowhere. Right. You know, there wasn't anything. But when you got to the fantasy playoffs, he had two good games out of the three. That you know probably help players you know win and move on, and that's where he gets onto this list is by having those two good games in the playoffs, giving him that slight weight because at that point the expectations for him were nothing. Right, right, right. I see. Yeah, in the playoffs he he had two double digit point games. You're getting for real cheap touchdown. in 2019, depending yeah. on that quarterback situation. Look, could be a big bounce back. Yeah, I'm not giving up on JC yet, Scott. I did give up on our number 93 player in the draft. And boy, I mean, in the draft, our number 93 player on the list. And boy, was I wrong. As a matter of fact, he, why is he 93rd, Scott? That's Adrian he Peterson, who finishes RB1 in standard leagues. Well, actually, uh, the algorithm actually had him pushed out of the top 100 at a few wow. of our experts. 
mm-hmm. uh, wanted to push him up. So, you know, subjectively, he made it into the top 100. But there were a lot of weeks that he did uh, nothing. Where yeah. once, once Peterson was ranked high to in the first half of the season and started producing, he really started falling off down the stretch. I think just for performance, you know, the comeback type of player that he was, he deserves a spot in this top 100, but he barely earned it. He definitely deserves a start in the top 100, more so than I think Jamison Crowder. You know what I mean? Like Crowder deserves, I think he's the one that stands out to me that doesn't. But he, this guy does because he did it all at the beginning of the season and then he sprinkled it in towards the end too. But he had a lot of dud games and I see where you come from with that. Yeah, uh, he, raised, he raised expectations significantly later in the year and then did deliver. Mm-hmm. Player number 92, Ventra, your guy, I'll let you speak to it. Don't get me wrong, long time my guy. I didn't have no shares this year. Mm-hmm. I'll never have a share again. I hope the young man can get himself right. Right. Maybe he goes on the Maurice Claret path where he gets right, then he becomes a motivational speaker so or something like that. But player number 92, Venture, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon. I mean, listen, he, uh, he started off slow, right? He went right to a new team right away, uh, to New England. And as the season would progress, in the middle of the season, he started doing really well. He became a player you could count on. Uh, but then towards the end... When we got towards the fantasy playoffs, he did have some good games here and there, but then that was it. He's gone. He disappeared. So because of that early season where there was there was high expectations and he didn't get it done, the expectations lowered, and then he became something more of a like a wide receiver three, wide receiver two uh, later down the stretch. So I think he deserves to be in the, on the list for sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I might say he's a little higher than this, but because of the inconsistency. I, he didn't do nothing. I mean, he had good games throughout the season. From the middle, the whole middle of the season, I mean, four for 100, five I would for say, 130. I would say MVS had a better season than Josh Gordon. No, because MVS only had like a three-game stretch of being good. How many games was Josh Gordon Actually, good Actually, MVS had a five-game stretch of being good. Five-game stretch of being good? Like good as in 15? Double digits. Right. Well, not, yeah, a couple of them were like probably 11 and 12-point mm-hmm. games. But, you know, double digits, double digits, that still gets you into that wide receiver three range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I see here from weeks... Basically, seven. Let, let me ask you one question along that line of discussion. At some point, weren't your expectations pretty damn high for Gordon? Oh, yeah. Your, your expectations were high coming into the season because, you know, the talent he has. And then it dropped when you saw he wasn't doing anything. And then it went back up again because he started going off. So I understand. Right. It was very it was inconsistent from the expectations at the beginning to the middle. It was like a roller coaster. And then finally, and the end, gone. where he wasn't even there. Right. Jim, and the end, he wasn't there. Jim, go ahead and bring us home. Player number 91. If Sun could stay on the field, he could be a dynamic fantasy asset, but he got to get that part right first. That's number 91, Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Will, Will Fuller. I mean, again, this if he could stay healthy for 16 games, this kid is going to be a monster. You know, even in the games he played, he still had 32 receptions, over 500 yards, four touchdowns in that very limited time frame that he was on the field. Mm-hmm. If he could get a full season and you're, you're looking at another 1,000-yard receiver easy, uh, you know, with big numbers. So it, it does come down to that. But when he was on the field, he produced uh, pretty much every game. He produced uh, good wide receiver two numbers, and that that's why he's on this list because, you know, his – the expectations were there, but he met them and exceeded them the games he was on the field. Yeah, he could easily be top 50 on this list if he played a lot more, you know, if he didn't get injured. He's, he's the, the top 50. The algorithm had him much higher, yeah. and then subjectively we had to, 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 to bump him down. Everybody was in unison about that. Cause, yeah, because he didn't play enough. King, Scott Angle, what's good with you, my man? That's players number 100 through 91. Scott, it's so good to see you, and I love the King hat. <laughs> Yeah, you also like these, Corey. These are my uh, 
Back to back, uh, greatest street tavern league trophies. Wow. Who's, who's controlling the any caster? Tula Bar. <laughs> who's controlling the any caster? <laughs> who's running the any caster? Right Alex, Alex. Alex. Got you. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him, Alex. <laughs> Two Done. Super Bowl Get trophies. Get rid of him. <laughs> Going. Got Just you. like you that. get a Super Bowl trophy Just like for that. winning the green. Just how my chief of staff, Alex Rowe. As soon as he put them little raggedy ass trophies up, Alex was like, he's out of here. He wants his sti no, no stipend. Good, no <laughs> goodbye, no nothing. Alex not getting no stipend. No. <laughs> Alex get that. paid when I get paid. <laughs> Can you imagine that clown Scott Angle? Brings out two trophies right bring there. Him on, bring him on fantasy football frenzy. Let him, you know, give him a shout out. Give him a chance to speak. Start talking to him with Jim. You know what I'm saying? Start talking to him with my man, Jim. <laughs> Then he tried to bring them whack ass trophies up. Get his ass out of here. That is impressive, though. He won two years in a row. That's that a tough very, league. That's very that's impressive. A tough Shout out to the King Scott Angle. Um, made him good again. So I hope everybody had a good day. We'll get you some more top 100 stuff tomorrow. Obviously, keep pushing towards Super Bowl number 53. I'll probably get back on our Mount Rushmore a little bit tomorrow. Head up to AFC East teams so we get my man Frankie Baby to come up there. <laughs> You're going to do AFC? AFC East teams with Mount oh, Rushmore's. I know. It'd have to be That's like, be hard. like <laughs> almost like hills. <laughs> Can't really call them a mount. <laughs> so we see Hill I, I, Rushmore's. I see me get my man Frankie Baby Frank Stanford to come upstairs and, and give us his Mount Rushmore for the Jets. Here we go. Everybody enjoy your MLK day. Enjoy the hoops if you're into that. Mm -hmm. Enjoy chilling with your family. Enjoy staying warm. You know what I'm saying? That's the most important thing as temperatures are dropping all around the country. For everybody on the fourth floor. My man, Fancy Tash, every day for the Close of Chris Venture. Fantasy exec, yeah, 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 yeah. Go and score, yeah. we out. We can talk about Joe Namath being the most undeserved Hall of Famer ever. <laughs>